Welcome listeners, but take heed. We will say whatever we need to share our knowledge, thoughts, and joy, and even things that do annoy. So join us now, but be aware, we have a tendency to swear. We'll dial it back a little bit, but frankly, we don't give a shit. Welcome to For Fuck's Sake, a Harry Potter book movie compare and contrast podcast. I'm Katie, and the kumquats on either side of me are Ellen and Carly. Kumquats? Not Satsumas? Kumquats are funnier. They have the word cum in them. (laughs) That's what she said. (laughs) And on that note, let's fly into the Phoenix flashback. Last week, we covered the second part of the differences between the UK and US versions of the book and our favorite bits from our episodes covering Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. During episode 192, Scrabble Points, we skipped the pondering for the week to save it for the end of this multi-part episode. Our trivia question last week was, what does the UK version of Harry Potter call the end-of-term feast? They refer to it as the end-of-term leaving feast, or simply the leaving feast. Congratulations goes to Mike Riley. Woohoo! Yay! We've been getting such a variety of winners lately. I wonder who's going to win this week. We shall see. For now, let's dive into the differences between the U.S. and U.K. versions of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix and our favorite parts from the episodes covering the book and movie. Chapter 26, Seen and Unforeseen. In the U.S. version, during an occlumency lesson, Harry finds himself flat on his back again with no memory of having gotten there. When the UK version says, no memory of having got there. I think that's the least of our worries. Why is he flat on his back with no memory? He should get tested, right? Mm. Occlumency. (laughs) Needs that nail polish that changes colors. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like concerned. he was drugged. Good God. He does look like Lily in the eyes. Snape, what are you doing? Yikes. <laughs> on the plus side, we got extra Scrabble points on this because three more letters. That is true. So, yeah. Though, there's like, why would you change that? Again, it's not like we wouldn't understand that. Right? I yeah. don't know. Job security, right? Job, Job security. security. Now let's dive into our favorite parts from the episodes. I do kind of like the juxtaposition of like, Cho wanted to talk to Harry about what happened. Harry was like, I don't want to talk about it. Then goes to the three broomsticks and talks about it. it. (laughs) Just not to Cho. Just not to Cho. Technically, it was again to Hermione. (laughs) Sidebar, I really think you guys need to understand how not sports adept I am. And even that's embarrassing to me right. to read. You don't have to be sports adept to know that that is inept. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> I set you up for it, but I'm still angry. <laughs> Maybe more so, actually. Like, bro, did you harry again? Because I think you harried again. Harry totally harried again. Harry definitely harried again. And Snape knows it because Snape is snaping. <laughs> and... <laughs> Why is this my favorite thing ever now? (laughs) No. Harry's actually kind of by himself at this point because you know he's not standing next to Snape going, wonder what's going on, bud? (laughs) What's going on? Can you see anything? I can't see anything. Can you see anything? Hey, Snape, can you lift me up? 
You put me on your shoulders? Put me on your shoulders. <laughs> it's just sad. It is sad. It's sad. It's sad. And it's angering. And a movie's going to movie, but fuck movie sometimes. And Ellen and Katie are going to Ellen and Katie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ellen's going to Ellen. Katie's going to Katie. And you know what? Fuck this noise. But at least we have the book. Chapter 27, The Centaur and the Sneak. Another one we have mentioned before is that the U.S. version refers to Corny Fudge as the Minister of Magic, when the U.K. version says Minister for Magic. Which, again, oh no, we're never going to understand that difference. Prepositions are confusing. (laughs) So confusing. They got the extra Scrabble point that time. They did. Disappointed in you, U.S.? Par for the course, I feel like. (laughs) (laughs) Accurate. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, in Dumbledore's office, Kingsley Shacklebolt and another wizard were positioned on either side of the door like guards in the U.S. version, and positioned either side of the door in the U.K. version. So we got those Scrabble points Oh, we got a lot of them back. Like guards? That's freaking ten letters right there. Yeah. More prepositions, by the Mm -hmm. way. And positioned on either side of the door versus positioned either side of the door. Oh, yeah. Twelve extra letters. Yeah, look at that. So... Do British people not like prepositions? Perhaps. It's not important. We should ask Max. He would know. Or at the very least, be able to make something up that we'll believe. Absolutely. (laughs) We're very susceptible to suggestion. It's the accent. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Fall for it every time. Pretty much. And now here's our favorite moments from those episodes. The way that they refer to centaurs in here as half-breeds and Hermione saying horse, it's like they think someone fucked a horse and you ended up with a centaur. Yeah. Which, if that was how it happened, my ex would have a lot more kids. You want to air that laundry out here, Katie? Whatever. Anyway. Any nay. (laughs) Oh, dear. Mm. Oh, horse. Oh, horse. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to lie, this little deep dive that we're taking has made me see friends in a totally different light. (laughs) I used to think of him as, like, mysterious, and he was just very serious, and and now I just see him as a giant hippie. He's totally a giant hippie. (laughs) He and Dumbledore 100% share the gillyweed. Oh my god, they so do. I feel like they were high when he hired him. He was just like, man, man, man. Oh my god, I just had the best idea. bitch ball is totally going to fire my divination teacher. If that happens, not if that happens, when that happens. (laughs) Can you give me a hoof here and just step in and take on the role, man? Not only would you be great at this, it would piss the fuck out of Pepto Bitch Mall. (laughs) I think that's how that happens. Bro, bro, do me a solid, okay, man? Like, just hear me out. Hear me out. I know you're going to get in trouble, but, like, we'll set you up with a sweet pad. It'll be all good. Don't worry. It'll feel just like you're in the forest. Yeah. And like I said, the main difference here is that Book Dumbledore is behind his desk, not casually on his desk. Mm-hmm. Which is just so not Dumbledore-ish to me still. Like, I just... I mean, if you go by Jude Law, Fantastic Beast Dumbledore, that's what he does, too, is he, like, rests his butt on the edge of his desk on the Yeah, front, but that's but... Yumbledore. That's Yumbledore. different. <laughs> I mean, old habits die hard. Everybody wants to see Yumbledore be casual. (laughs) You don't think Michael Gammon's allowed to be casual? He's too casual. That's the problem. (laughs) He's either casual or angry. He's not Dumbledore. Yes, well, 
the gillyweed wears off eventually, Ellen. <laughs> he looks like it hasn't worn off yet. <laughs> it definitely hasn't. But other than the fact that they left everything you just talked about out of the movie, it does basically line back up at this point because Umbridge is all like, Jacques Dumbledore. And Dumbledore's are like, oh yeah, no doubt. And everybody's like, wait, huh? <laughs> Did he just did he just say, yeah, you got did, me? What is hell freezing over? Right? And then Harry's standing there and he's all like, Dumbledore, no, but Dumbledore's all like, Dumbledore, yes. And he takes all the blame for the DA. All of it. I love that line. Dumbledore, no, Dumbledore, yes, because we always do the Harry, no, Harry, yes. And Harry's just <laughs> over there like, I learned it from watching you. <laughs> <laughs> In chapter 28, Snape's Worst Memory, we have another familiar one because it's review questions versus revision questions. I don't know the difference. I, I, I need a dictionary. Hold on. What? Yes, of course. It's obvious. There's... Yeah. Again, like you said, context clues here. Yeah. We think of revision in the U.S. as like fixing something or revising Re a paper. Yeah, redoing something as opposed to reviewing <laughs> reviewing i guess they do mean the same thing but we they don't really use do, it in that yeah context. when we think of reviewing something it's like studying going over it redoing it redoing it i suppose so there's synonyms it works cinnamon buns synonym buns synonym buns <laughs> also in snape's memory serious casts Patrippicus Totalus again and Snape keeled over again. At once, he's rigid as a board in the U.S. version. But the U.K. version has it a little different, saying, but Sirius said Patrippicus Totalus and Snape keeled over again, rigid as a board. So again, we're getting those Scrabble points by adding in at once. Yeah. And again, because he just says Patrippicus Totalus. And he literally, it says again twice. Job security. That's all I can say. Right. It's totally making sense. It's Patrippicus Totalius making sense the way that it is. I had to. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. You're never sorry. <laughs> but it makes perfect sense the way the UK version had it. And there was no reason to reword it. Yeah. Carl over at Scholastic just wanting that bonus check, apparently. Something. Must get paid by the Scrabble word. Must. The letter. Mm-hmm. But anyway, here's our favorite moments from the episodes that cover the book and movie section of Chapter 28. Like, what would she do if they did tell her, though? <laughs> I don't know if she would try to stop him at I'm this saying. point. I really don't think she would. I feel like she'd be like, that's terrible. I'm going to go think Get about lunch. this. <laughs> In the great hall yeah. where I eat my lunch and pretend like I don't Hello, know anything about this. Professor McGonagall, it is I, Hermione Granger. <laughs> I am here eating lunch and have nothing to do with whatever is about to happen. <laughs> nothing is going on whatsoever. As you can see, my companions... Harold Potter and Ronald Weasley. He's not Harold, no, I know. He's not. But still, I <laughs> God complex much? Oh yeah, even with that sip of tea and everything, oh, you're just my like, God, ew. Dude. And she's wearing like these big billowy snape robes, but they're pink and they're gross. Yeah. They're not even a pretty shade of pink. They're like 
I almost said shit pink, but I don't know if that should be a thing. <laughs> That's called see a doctor. <laughs> I don't blame him. Yeah. You know, especially because Snape makes his little jives every time he gets in there, too. Because he sees Harry and Sirius hugging, and he's like, I may vomit. <laughs> and it's just like, it's like so insult to injury at this point. He's not only breaking through the defenses that Harry doesn't even have, but he's also being a dick about it, too. Adding his own commentary. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to abuse your friend. And tell you that I'll stop if you go out with me. That's that is, really going to win her over. That is such a Disney villain line, oh too. Oh, my God. Like, you want to save your prince? Then you must marry me. <laughs> like, that's such a fucking... Jafar. Dude. He's totally yes. Jafar in this moment. He is definitely Jafaring this. Yes. I think he's going a little too Jafar, to be honest, but... <laughs> Chapter 29, Career Advice difference in the title so in the u.s version it's career advice but in the uk version it's careers advice which i suppose makes sense because you can look into multiple careers yeah sure and it's not like we would have gotten confused i'm so confused i don't understand that extra s this time they got the scrabble point but i think we're still in the lead i do think that it makes more sense this way though to be honest, because you are looking at more than you are hopefully looking at more than one career. You're not diving in to just well, if you're Harry, I was just diving say, in Harry. <laughs> I want to be an or that's all. And I have no, no more, plan. no less. <laughs> no plan for anything else. I don't even have a plan to be an or. I just have the plan to say I want to be an or, and that's it. Right. That's all I've got. Correct. It worked out for him in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the whole beating the Dark Lord thing. What is famous people getting into a position he's, of power? He's riding his own coattails, maybe. Yeah, yeah that's a good yeah. one. Okay. We'll take that. <laughs> we again see mention of the study schedules in the U.S. version and revision timetables in the U.K. version, as well as another review versus revise and study versus revising. Very interesting. They use revision and revise and revising for everything. Lots of, <laughs> lots of yeah. Terms. And as it gets closer to exams, the U.S. version mentions that the fifth and seventh years are trapped inside, traipsing back and forth to the library. The U.K. version says that they're trapped inside, revising, traipsing back and forth to the library. Oh, they threw in an extra word in the U.K. version. Scrabble points. Yeah. They just wanted to get that revising in there again. They had to. It's everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we don't say it, they won't know what they're doing traipsing back and forth to the library. I would assume reading books. No, but you... they're traipsing. I think maybe the author really just wanted to drive it home that they're spending a lot of time studying. Which I get. Revising. Revising, excuse me. <laughs> I'm not yeah. British. I don't understand. Also, how good is the word traipse? It does not get used that often. It, not nearly enough. Like kumquat. Cumquats and traipsing. That's the episode title right there. Cumquats and traipsing. Traips and cumquats. Traips and cumquats. Ew. <laughs> Not sorry. There's a whole lot of unapologetic hosts in this episode. <laughs> so now we gotta make that note. Unapologetic. Unapologetic hosts. Host. Yeah. We are just episode titling out the wazoo. So now let's enjoy our favorite parts from those episodes. 
And Hermione just stops reaching for a new pamphlet and is like, what are you talking about? You can't do that. We've got Pepto Bitchball groping around in fires and frisking all the owls. <laughs> it's literally how it was worded in the book. And I had to I keep know. it that way. It was cracking me up. I know. That's just. That's the most amazing visual, mental visual right? ever. I it's actually just... kind of imagine Filch with one of those, like, wands. <laughs> the security <Yeah>. wands. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. Like, like having them hold out their wings. Right. <laughs> They're in the x-ray machine with their wings up, <laughs> legs parted. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't know I needed that. I didn't. I didn't know, and now I know I need it. And it's not a thing that exists, and so I need it more. And I don't know what to do about that. I feel like that would be a fun little sketch I could try and make. I don't draw enough. I should do more drawing. Maybe if I find some time to do some drawing. Owl TSA. Yeah. TS Owl. Ooh, there you go. Which Pepto Bitch Mall contradicts by pointing out that Harry has been receiving very poor marks in his classes with her. Ready? Ready? Here it comes. Here it comes, though. This is one of the best comes. fucking lines <laughs> of the entire series. Here it comes. It's coming up now, guys. Guys, pay attention. Ready? I'm sorry. I should have said that he has achieved high marks in all defense against the dark arts tests set by a competent teacher. Oh! Bam! <laughs> Their broomsticks just come flying down the corridor, down the stairs. Harry has to duck to avoid getting hit by them. I really hope some people did get knocked out of the way by these brooms. Right? <laughs> and then they come screeching to a stop right in front of the twins who mm. mount them and proceed to tell Umbridge that they won't be seeing her and not to bother keeping in touch. Fuck y'all and this popsicle stand. Yeah. That's basically what's going on. So long and thanks for all the fish. <laughs> Chapter 30. Meh. I don't think that's what it's called, Katie. Say the word. Say the word. I don't wanna. It sounds better as meh. Fine. Grop. Ugh. still the worst name it's still the worst fucking name ever i'm sorry and this is coming from someone who absolutely hates like albus severus <laughs> doesn't everybody hate albus severus but for me to say that i hate grop more that's my point to be fair it's probably not actually his name i don't care what his name is because his name is meh and it's supposed to be and they were just too lazy to put that in the book Sure. That's what I'm going with. Whatever. You knew you were doing this to me. Uh-huh. When Harry has another dream about the Department of Mysteries, the U.S. version says he turned left and ran along it, when the U.K. version says he turned left and run along it, which, that makes me uncomfortable. I, I don't like how that sounds. However, I don't not understand it. Yeah. It makes me uncomfortable. I don't necessarily like it. That's terrible wording, but I know what the fuck they mean. Right. The tenses are different. They turned left and run along it. He still turned left. But turned implies past tense when run is present tense. Yeah, so that's a confusing to us. mix up. Which, it's yeah. weird. I wonder if that was American a typo. English. Maybe. Maybe. But it says it. I checked. So there. Uh-huh. It is hard sometimes when you're writing to keep your tenses straight. 
great. So oh, yeah. I fuck like... it up in the summaries all the time. <laughs> okay, but, you know, there are, like, really well-paid editors who go through this stuff, so... Everyone makes mistakes. Everyone, Everyone has, has those, those days. days. Everyone knows what, what I'm talking about. No? Hannah Montana. That's you guys. All right. <laughs> Just wait till Jenny likes it. No. I'm good. I'm good. I love Hannah Montana. Miley Cyrus has amazing comedic timing. She does. So anyway, here's our favorite moments from these episodes about... <laughs> I mean, grop. I'm going to be really upset if one of the favorite moments does not include meh. <laughs> Even though I'm the one who edits say, them in and can make it. sure that I happens. Say, that's, that's literally on you. So, so yeah, stay tuned. You're going to upset, your, upset yourself. <laughs> well, we've got our patrons helping us find the favorite moments. So, but yeah, here they are. The chapter starts off in the glory and legend of Fred and George's departure, which... That was pretty goddamn legendary. It was legend. Wait for it. Dairy. Dairy. <laughs> it's now becoming a thing where people talk about wanting to do a Weasley. <laughs> Which, I mean, I've said that for years. but I think you mean that in a different was, way. <laughs> I just spit too. <laughs> That's how excited That's... she is, folks. <laughs> Whew. Whew, those Weasleys. <laughs> but because they can't get rid of the swamp, it's filling the entire fifth floor corridor. Oh, yeah. So they just rope it off, and Filch is given the job of punting students across it. Now, if you live in America like we do... <laughs> punting has a very different meaning. You probably pictured him... Fucking drop-kicking, yeah. <laughs> just... I literally thought Filch was lining up on one end of the swamp and kicking kids <laughs> over the swamp. <laughs> Which I wouldn't put past him. Right. It didn't seem out of character. I no. never once questioned that visual and I thought it was hilarious. And I never once questioned anybody else being like, isn't there a better way? No. <laughs> no, it was just like. That's just what he did. This tracks. And for it's sure. not a ding. I don't think you could call this a ding at all. The ps might be a ding. Yeah. It's a ps more than a ding. Yeah. Meh. Meh. <laughs> I think we I know the episode, episode title. <laughs> Just be capital M E H exclamation point. Several E's in there too, I think. <laughs> Harry is now looking from Hermione to Hagrid to the mound. Hermione to the Hagrid to the mound, and is like, "Fuck me, that's not a mound." Brad, Doctor Scott, Brad, Janet, <laughs> Rocky, mound, not a mound, <laughs> giant. Hagrid, Harry, Hagrid. <laughs> Hermione, mound. <laughs> Meh. <laughs> Harry then wants to know what the fuck grop is, which I'm sure Katie understands the sentiment of this entire episode trying to say the name grop. I fucking hate this name. <laughs> and basically, as Hagrid explains, is it's what it sounds like he's saying when he says his name. In chapter 31, the U.S. publishers were like, fuck it, we're changing everything. Because this is like the longest section of changes in the entire book. It looks like some are repeats, though. So. Some are repeats, because it does start off with another studying versus revising, plus study habits versus revision practices. Ch-ch-ch-ch-changes. 
that's been an episode title already. We don't have to add that to the list. Did David Bowie go to Hogwarts? He might have. <laughs> I think he could have. I feel like that would fit. This chapter also mentions that they will sit theory exams in the U.S. version, but theory papers in the U.K. version. That makes me think one is multiple choice, but then in the U.K. version, they're having to write a paper. Yeah, it's multiple choice versus essay. Max, tell me more. (laughs) Tell us more. If that's the case, I totally choose the U.S. then. Because I'm I'm terrible with essays. I would much rather multiple guess than write an essay. Oh, Mm -hmm. no, because I can explain myself in an essay. I might not be able to remember the vocabulary. (laughs) You do make a very good point that it is way easier to BS answers in essay form. I guess that's true, but it just, there's too much stress going in my brain on essays. Fair. But they have both because it says when Harry's watching his dad take the owls that he's writing a long answer and then there's also multiple choice questions when Harry's taking it. So it's both. It's definitely both. Mm -hmm. So I wonder why that change. Job security. Fair enough. Also, when Hermione asks Professor McGonagall when they will get their results and she tells them sometime in July, Harry figures it means he'll be sure of one bit of post next summer in the U.S. version, when the U.K. version says that summer. Yeah, saying next summer is weird because literally summer is coming up. Right, it's near summer at this point that they're talking about this. So that would be that summer. Yeah, so like next summer makes it sound like the end of his sixth year. Yeah. I don't know. You could say that it is the next summer that's coming. Yeah, I mean, like, I do that. Not to be confused with last summer, but I feel like people get really confused about that when you're talking about this weekend versus next weekend. Len and I have that discussion all the time. Do we have any plans next weekend? Do you mean this weekend? He's like, yeah, the next weekend. Yeah, I do that too. I do it too, yeah. If it's the beginning of the week, I'll say the next weekend, but if it's the end of the week, I'll say this weekend. Yeah. I don't know. It seems weird because the weekend just passed. So, I don't know. (laughs) Right, but if the weekend is already passed, then it is this weekend. I logically understand, but my brain still does it if it's before Wednesday. Oh, absolutely. My brain pretty much separates it by Sunday. If it's Sunday, I'll say next weekend. If it's Monday, it becomes this weekend. I say, hey, are we doing anything on Saturday? Which Saturday? That's better. (laughs) Say? It might be best to just use dates and times. Are we doing anything on August 24th at 3 p.m.? No, but we are doing something on August 26th at 11.41, because that's what time it is right now, and we're recording this episode. So let's get back to doing that. When McGonagall's attacked, the U.S. version says no fewer than four stunners had shot from the figures around the cabin toward Professor McGonagall. The U.K. version says the figures around the cabin had shot no fewer than four stunners at Professor McGonagall. We win Scrabble. Just some random word switcheroos. Semantics. Literally says the same thing in just slightly a different way. When she got hit by those no fewer than four stunners, the U.S. version describes McGonagall as looking luminous, illuminated by an eerie red glow, then was lifted right off her feet. In the UK version, she looked luminous and glowed an eerie red, 
Then she lifted right off her feet. See, I'm going to side with the UK here because looking luminous, illuminated is fucking redundant. And repetitive. And redundant. Department of Redundancy Department, how can I help you and or can I help you? They both still make sense, even if the U.S. version is extra wordy. But the, hey, you know what? Scrabble points. Also, in the U.S. version, this attack on McGonagall got a reaction out of Professor Tofty, who seemed to have completely forgotten the exam, whereas the U.K. version said Professor Tofty, who also seemed to have forgotten about the exam. And I do like the fact that it initially said also before the U.S. version edited that because all of the students were completely like, what fucking exam? Yeah, so he kind of fits in with the students. It yeah. makes it a little cuter. That I he's liked like... it that way. So still piggybacking off of McGonagall's attack, there was another slight difference with Hagrid's reaction to it. Because the U.S. version says, cowards, bellowed Hagrid, his voice carrying clearly over the top of the tower. The U.K. version says, Cowards, bellowed Hagrid, his voice carried clearly over the top of the tower. It's changing tense in the middle of a sentence again. Yeah. It's weird. Do they not care about tense the same way or? Well, the UK version is more correct in this one because it says cowards bellowed Hagrid, his voice carried. So bellowed and carried, that would be the same tense. However, in the US version, it says bellowed and then carrying clearly. Yeah. I think they both do work in the sense that they both make sense, but they probably just had to, you know, throw that extra ing on there to get the Scrabble letter out of it. We win. This is a very heated tournament. <laughs> I really do want to go through and count points. all the letters. <laughs> and then finally, before their last exam, Harry tries not to doze off as he read through some of the notes stacked three and a half feet high in the U.S. version and some of the three and a half feet high stack of notes in the U.K. version. Excuse me, why are they not using the metric system? I think they use feats too. Feats? <laughs> <laughs> well, we all use feats. We got them right at the end of our legs. Wait, what? In the South? Where in the South are you from? <laughs> it was like Southern Bell hit. Belhick? Yeah. We call that redneck in the South. I mean, there was definitely a hint of redneck in there, but she started off sounding like, oh, my stars, and then it went super hick. That's about how it goes. Fair. I mean, I've got family in West Virginia, so there's your answer, I think. And that was the end of this crazy long list of changes all surrounding the one instance in the chapter. So let's move on to our favorite moments. On the plus side... For Harry, he feels pretty good starting off this first test because the very first question makes him think about their fight with the troll in his first year. And he's just like, oh, I know this one. I've experienced it. <laughs> so he actually smiles. And I think that's a good way to start a test with a smile. Right? It's like a genuine one. Yeah. I imagine most of Harry's answers are going to be more like, oh, I've done this before. Right? <laughs> As opposed to, oh, I remember reading about this. Right? <laughs> Hey, wait, I did this when I meddled that one time. That narrows it down. Exactly. <laughs> but Harry wasn't feeling great about this exam until he talked to Ron, and that made him feel a little bit better because Ron, as it turns out, described this ugly man with a wart on his nose 
that he was seeing inside his crystal ball, only to look up and realize it was the examiner's reflection. Awkward. <laughs> Don't say mole. I said mole. <laughs> <laughs> and Harry produces a Patronus for a bonus, but his crystal balls were empty. Womp womp. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Episode title. <laughs> That's twice now. Yep. Hey, I'm going to be a witness to this. You're not going to do this. This is not okay. No. Stop this... it. This is not okay. Fuck off. Stun, 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 stun. Stun, 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 stun. <laughs> stun, 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 stun. <laughs> You're stunned. You're, You're stunned. stunned. You're stunned. <laughs> all of this in oh my god <laughs> so sorry keepers you have to listen to like five minutes of us laughing hysterically because katie can't get her shit together oh my god <laughs> i'm sorry that was <sighs> at least we have fun with this right <sighs> i'm crying <laughs> chapter 32 out of the fire after a fairly big list of differences in chapter 31 we don't have a single one in chapter 32 we will always have our favorite moments, though. And he goes straight to the hospital wing, scares the shit out of Madame Pomfrey because he just bursts through the door with no warning. And as she's like, eek, Potter, what are you doing? <laughs> Is that what she was like? That's how I imagine it anyway. Sure. She's a little bit more stern than that, so maybe it wasn't quite so high pitched, but. I feel it may have been more like a the fuck. There could be that, too. Eek! The fuck? <laughs> Combo of the two. Possibly, yes. Hermione usually has the plan. Ron is usually really good support. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying you and me, but also <laughs> you and me. <laughs> well, yeah. So Hermione continues talking to the brick wall that is Harry. He's a brick <laughs> wall. <laughs> fuck you. Oh, my God. Really? I had to. I'm so mad I didn't think of it, though. <laughs> it wasn't that funny. No, it wasn't. Nazi von Douchebag is just... Sucking the fuck up? Yes. Oh, yeah. No, his nose is so far up her ass. They look like one being. That's all I got there. Human slithipede? Uh, you know what would be really cool? Some fireworks. That'd be fun right now, right? 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 That'd be cool. Well, huh. since it's the book that we're talking about, let's go hang out by the swamp. Right? <laughs> let's go chill. We can go take a punt across the swamp. <laughs> we can punt with a cunt. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Can we make that the episode title? <laughs> I'll have to asterisk it out. I mean. I've done that before, though. Yeah. I'm going to asterisk the out time. the you and punt and the you and cunt. <laughs> You've done that I before, have. too. And you know what? I approve. And Pepto Bitch Mole's pissed, but there's really nothing she can say about it. So, you know, Snape goes to peace out, and Harry shouts out before Snape can get too far that his dog father is in the shit. But he uses code, which if you're paying attention, it's like the first goddamn time they've used the fucking code in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, bro, about goddamn time. Better late than never, I guess? I guess. I mean, imagine how much more pissed we would be right now if he was literally just like, dude, they got, they got serious. serious in the Department of Mystery. <laughs> <laughs> like, we possibly would have lost our goddamn ever-loving minds like, right now. What the fuck? <laughs> Chapter 33, Fight and Flight. 
again, difference is no. Favorite moments, yes. <laughs> Love it. Near human intelligence. <laughs> How can you be near human intelligence? Well, you can start with a centaur and then get dumber. Apparently. <laughs> and then you have near human. <laughs> But the changes, it's almost like they reversed the order in which a couple of things happened and then ramped up the drama. Wait a minute. They reversed the order of the phoenix? (laughs) Reverse order of the phoenix. (laughs) Draw four, damn it. (laughs) Skip you back to me. Skip you back to me. (laughs) That's what this book is. This book is a giant-ass game of Uno. Uno of the phoenix. The the. Book, movie, compare and contrast is just Uno because it literally is. It's like reverse, reverse, skip back to me, skip back to you, skip back to me. Draw four. Fuck this. Draw four more decrees. Draw four more decrees. (laughs) Yeah, that's the movie. Yeah. that's It really is. (sighs) We then get to a spot in the woods where Hermione finds nothing but a busted ass piece of rope, which doesn't seem like a good sign. Oh, yeah. Afraid not. Fuck you. (laughs) How do I not, though? Oh. But the same centaur starts to talk about not recognizing their laws or acknowledging any kind of human superiority. And this gets interrupted by a crashing sound coming to the edge of the clearing, which causes both Harry and Hermione to be released as the centaurs arm themselves and turn towards the crashing sound. Sure. Which turns out to be... None other than Grop. Yep. (laughs) But he's listening as the screaming of the centaurs "Ah!" and the roaring of Grop just gets further and further and further away. I'm feeling very animated today. Yeah. (laughs) They actually spell it out for you. You know, the movie likes to just plant it and then jump to it. Yeah. Whereas the book does a little bit of sewing, watering, tending. Sure. Lovingly, painstakingly caring for. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. You know, they talk to him at night. Yeah, that's missing from the movie. Very much so. The movie just threw some seeds into like a barren field and was like, grow, motherfuckers. And that was... And then they jumped to a field that is fully grown. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Chapter 34, The Department of Mysteries. The U.S. version points out that the desk where the security man who had weighed his wand sat was now deserted. The U.K. version calls him the Watch Wizard. There's a lot of alliterations in both. I know. I appreciate the Watch Wizard, and I think that makes it better because it's the Watch Wizard who weighed his wand. We should definitely name our YouTube channel the Watch Wizard. (laughs) Done. And then the last one for this one, significantly shorter list, is Harry is sure that their absence, meaning the watch wizard or security man, was an ominous sign in the U.S. version, but sure their absence was an ominous sign in the U.K. version. So adding in that extra that there for the Scrabble points. Yeah. Suck it, U.K. We just throw in extra words. That there is exactly what we did. (laughs) (laughs) And here's our favorite moments from the episodes covering chapter 34 and the corresponding film scenes. 
we don't even know where they're standing, let yeah. alone how to get on something we literally can't see. Like, bro, I don't know if I'm near a face, an ass. I don't know what's going on right now. Can you just imagine Ron trying to mount and there's nothing there at all? Nothing, yeah. <laughs> he's just like blindly reaching out like he's trying to find his glasses oh, in midair or something. I wonder how many times they have people who come in and are like, we're here for the rescue search party. Right. (laughs) And so the visitor's entrance may just be like, oh, yeah, cool. Come on in. He accidentally gave him the like secret code to get in after hours. (laughs) Rescue mission. Code blue. Code blue. (laughs) Exactly. Like it may have just been the perfect storm of phrases. Yeah. Honestly. Who knows? Or it could just be a convenient plot device. There's that too. I do have to say, though, I love the fact that at the end of it, Harry's just like, or, you know, if you guys can do it, that's cool, too. Like, (laughs) it reminds me of back in the day when you had to make collect calls, but you just needed to, like, out of baby, it's a boy. (laughs) Bob, we out of baby, eats a boy. I used to do that. Will you accept? No. No. I used to do that to my mom to come and get me from school. And it'd be like, please say your name after the tone. I'd be like, mom, come get me. Click. (laughs) Hang up. Now, I'm no meteorologist, but I can't help but feel that flying directly through lightning-riddled clouds is a dumb way to die. Or a really shocking one. Fuck off. Seriously? (laughs) Helen? But yeah, so Harry is just one-track mind on finding his dog father And Hermione, who clearly knows Harry's not in Ravenclaw, Mm -hmm. tells him not to go shouting for him. To be fair, I mean, I'm surprised he didn't just get into the Department of Mysteries and was like, Sirius! 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 Where's my dog father? Marco! (laughs) Stella! (laughs) You mean Alohomora didn't unlock the Dora? I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry for that. Uh Uh-huh. Shut up. (laughs) I'm not sorry. I refuse. You don't have to be sorry. I'm never sorry, so. (laughs) (laughs) And to be fair, there's a lot of things that murder munchers do in the movie that they don't do in the book. Very true. Such as ride their smoke ponies into a room. Riding (laughs) smoke ponies. (laughs) Anyway. Into a room full of bombs. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Chapter 35, Beyond the Veil. Harry flung the prophecy across the floor, and in the U.S. version, Neville spun himself around on his back and scooped the ball to his chest. But in the U.K. version, Neville span himself around. I'm okay with that change. Yeah. We don't get Scrabble points for it, but span himself around just sounds funny to me. Listen... It's fine. You put the span in the Pam and you (laughs) And then you make some eggs. Is that what you do? Yeah, that's exactly what you do. Span in the pan. And then you put the eggs. Ta-da. That's how you survive. Breakfast. Breakfast. Snape billows, Lucius draws. Yeah, exactly. That's what they do. Don't forget Snape also flounces, though. There is that as well, yes. And then Lucius also douches. (laughs) (laughs) 
Douches Malfoy. <laughs> Douche. <laughs> oh, I'm so upset we didn't think of that before. We have it now, though. <laughs> Son of a bitch. How did douches it take us that Malfoy. long to come up with Douches Malfoy? Because now I'm calling him that for the rest of the episode. Yeah. This is just the thing now. I have to retype my notes. Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. That was really uh, slow on the uptake for us. That really it took was. us four years. For know. us, especially, that's... Ooh. Man. Well, we've got it now. That's we the do. important We do. It's there. Part. It happened. It's a thing. <laughs> and at this point, it's just the two of them. Yeah. Whereas in the book, they're surrounded by like 12 of them. Yeah, exactly. It's just Lucius and Bellatrix standing in the dark, you know. Not that that's really a duo you want to encounter. Oh, definitely not, for sure. Don't want to meet them in a dark alley or a prophecy aisle. That's some batshit crazy douchebaggery right there. You don't want it. You just don't. So she comes out of the shadows and cackling and taunting Harry like only she can, really, you know. With a bit of a baby voice and stuff. I love it. I love the way she did it. He knows how to play. Yeah. Itty, bitty, baby. Porter. I love it. I'm sorry. I love. I mean, there's no topping Helena Bonham Carter. There's just not. No. I mean. She is fantastic. Well, I mean. (laughs) Get in line, but. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. I wouldn't mind Y'all couldn't see her face, but I'm sure you felt the exact same thing that it just reflected. So (laughs) you're with us. I have a feeling. (laughs) If you're with us, you're with us. And you know what just happened. If you know, you know. Yep. (laughs) Anyway, moving on. (laughs) I got to go take a cold shower. There's no whisper instructions from Harry to Hermione in the movie scene, but as Ducius continues to play good cop, he calmly tells the group that prophecies can only be retrieved by those that they are about. So we got a ding. Ding! Right? Exciting. It's excite-ding, if you will. Yeah. Shut up. I liked it. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it, Ellen. It's the tiny dings that get me through my day, okay? Just... No, that's fair. <laughs> it's the little dings in life, you know? Honestly. It is the little dings. <laughs> oh my god, episode title. <laughs> the little dings. The little dings in life. Like, I'm just gonna willy-nilly kill a child at the ministry. Like, how are they gonna fucking hide that? Have we met the murder munchers yet? Okay, okay. Before, okay, I mean... That's fair. Touché. They're really not going for the moral high ground here. Okay, that's accurate. I mean, if you're going to judge a murder muncher based on whether or not he'll kill a child, it all started because their boss tried to kill a fucking child. You know what? So they don't have a good role model. That's what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Harry's trying to drag Ron to another door. And as he's headed that way, a different one opens. And Bellatrix bursts into the room with two other murder munchers. So this is about as bad as it can get. They all three have their hands full or are down. Yeah. Not looking good. No. And of course, these three murder mungers immediately try to shoot stunning spells at them. But Harry manages to get through the door right in front of him, like just kind of throws Ron into the room and then goes back to help everyone else through. (laughs) And they manage to slam the door just as Bellatrix reaches it. Harry seals it with Colaportis this time. And here's the bodies hit the door. 
<laughs> Let the bodies hit the door. Let the bodies hit the door. God damn it, Ellen. <laughs> I'd be mad, but only because you beat me it. to it. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I don't think that the majority of the Department of Mysteries unspeakables were considering a 18-person duel taking place in the Hall of Prophecy. Well, that's on them. <laughs> like, Honestly. why would they do that? What would make a situation like this arise? <laughs> you know there was one guy that was like, okay, but what if kids get in? Damn it, Bob was right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Everyone at that staff meeting was just like, that's stupid, Bob. There is no way that that's going to ever happen. We don't even let most people in there to begin with. Why would a kid be in there? And how are the shelves going to get knocked down? I mean, right? come on, Bob. And then the next staff meeting, Bob's just sitting there like, I don't want to say I told you so. <laughs> Shut up, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Bob the Unspeakable might be my new favorite character. <laughs> Because you know he's sitting there just like, I don't want to say anything, but, you know, and they're just like... But I'm gonna. And everybody else is just going, you know what, Bob? Why don't you be an unspeakable and unspeak? Zip it. Come on, Bob. Just shut the fuck up. You don't want any of your lip, Bob. <laughs> Fucking Bob. <laughs> anyway, back to Harry falling down these stone steps into the death room. He does so to the laughter of the five Death Eaters coming in from behind him. Because apparently, slapstick is always funny. <laughs> You'd think they'd be a little concerned that this may not bode well for their precious prophecy, but nope, they just laugh at him as he falls down the stone steps slash seats. They follow him down, not falling. They just jump down them. And amazingly when harry lands at the bottom the prophecy is not broken so maybe that's why they're laughing maybe they're like he's protecting it just fine look at the little idiot fall <laughs> as lucius falls we see white wisps shoot into the frames as the order descends on the department of mysteries so why can everybody fly without a broom i know it's like the dementors Yes, it Nobody is. fucking flies. Because we were talking about this yesterday. You were even saying that it was so shocking that Voldemort could fly without That's, a broom in the seventh book. It's such a big deal. Like, Harry is like, he can fly. He can fly. But it's in very... the movies, everybody flies. Yeah. And it starts in this movie. It doesn't even start in seven. No. Like, everybody can just fly. Why can everybody fly? I don't they understand. They can all fly on their smoke ponies. Mm -hmm, smoke ponies. And to make it even more fun... The bad guys get black smoke ponies and the good guys get white smoke ponies. So you can tell whose side you should be on. <laughs> sure. Okay, movie. Chapter 36. The only one he ever feared. As Harry shouted for him to look out in the U.S. version, one more jet of light had flown at Dumbledore from Voldemort's wand. In the U.K. version, one more jet of light flew at Dumbledore. Hat flown versus flew is some extra scrabble points. Yeah. Also, the sentence continues on to say the snake had struck in the U.S. version and the snake struck in the U.K. version. So we're, again, throwing in a word had. Keeping sure. up the scrabble points. And the alliterations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And here's some of our favorite moments from those episodes. 
While this is all going on, Neville, despite his tap-dancing legs, manages to scoot his way down to him on the steps and apologizes. And he's just like, I'm sorry, was that man a friend of yours? Which just really, like, Neville showed up to save this dude, not even knowing that this is Harry's godfather. I don't think Harry explained to them, Jenny, Luna, and Neville, why he wanted to go to the ministry. Jenny knew. Jenny knew because she knows Sirius. But the other two still think that Sirius Black is a convicted murderer. Well, Luna thinks, Luna he's, thinks a he's rock star <laughs> from a band. But, you know. But the camera spins to the back of Harry's head and we see the wisp of Voldemort appear. And he looks like he's going to lick Harry and it bothers me so much. <laughs> I never saw that until you pointed it out. Now I can't unsee it. It's like the bat balls in the first <laughs> in, movie. Yeah, but that bat balls was also my episode. Was it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> bat balls. Bella is not, in OT, his most loyal servant. She might be his most loyal, but she is not his most loved. Like, he doesn't love, but, you know, he has, like, rankings She's like maybe five. Yeah. I would say Barty Crouch Jr. was one for a hot minute. Shit, if Barty Crouch Jr. could have had Voldemort's baby, he probably would have gotten it first. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) But she's definitely his craziest and most obsessive supporter. Yeah. So I guess Harry has decided that he can't mean Crucio enough because he's just not that evil. He's angry, but he's not bad. So he gives up trying to use unforgivable curses on her and switches to stupefy. I think his real downfall here was the fact that he didn't go with Expelliarmus. That probably would have worked. I was about to say the same thing, yeah. In chapter 37, The Lost Prophecy, we don't have any differences here either. But check out our favorite clips from the episodes. Harry's still sitting there like, yeah, I know all of this. But Dumbledore just keeps going saying... I started to worry that Voldemort would eventually realize this connection was there. And that's exactly what did happen the night that Harry saw Mr. Weasley get attacked by the snake. Harry's like, yes, I know. Snape told me. And Dumbledore does say Professor Snape. But did you ever wonder why I had him teach you occlumency why I wasn't the one who explained this to you why I wouldn't even look at you for months and Harry's just like well yeah I kind of did wonder that (laughs) he's like oh finally I'm gonna get some answers that I didn't know and I feel like he's being a little bit sullen about it such a little turd sometimes to be fair he has a lot to be upset about this is really a streamlined version it's so what happens so they hit on important things but they leave out important things. It's just like they picked and chose what were the best things. And that's not really how it needed to be. Were they really the best things? Because they were like barely there. What they thought were the best things. What <clears throat> could get the gist across. That's what all this did. It got the gist the across. Gist across. But it didn't explain anything or show any kind of connections between the two. Or explain anything. <laughs> Like I said, he has to meddle. He needs that information. The powers that be won't tell him, so he's going to get it how he can get it, and it is through these dreams. Is there a nosy house? Because Harry should be in that. I'm pretty sure that's still just Gryffindor. Ah, that's fair. <laughs> Have you met me? I don't like to be involved in drama, but I like to know about the drama. I definitely like to know about it. 
from Dumbledore's perspective, this just means it's more important for Harry to learn occlumency, which Harry's just sitting there like, yeah, but I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, I didn't practice like ever. (sighs) Willingly admitting to your teacher that you didn't do your homework. But you try not feeling guilty about something that's hurting you. Like, yeah, easier said than done. And in this attempt to kind of alleviate some of that guilt he's just like well i did try to go talk to sirius first we went in umbridge's fire but creature told me he was gone (laughs) i like the way that you did the whiny (laughs) in my head that's how that happened yeah probably but also like you said maybe he should have met up with him in the summer and given him the information then I think that absolutely at this point, Dumbledore's like, maybe I should have done that. I definitely understand where he's coming from. Like, I get it. All the stuff he's saying, it's not an excuse. It literally makes sense. Like, yeah. you don't want to do that to a kid, especially a 14-year-old who just watched one of his classmates die. You don't want to add more and be like, hey, you're probably going to have to kill the Dark Lord at some point, just FYI. Yeah. Like, I get it. It makes sense. But again... Take two weeks and then be like, hey, Hey, right? Like you just watched your classmate die and saw your parents and had a conversation with them for the first time ever. Narrowly escape death yourself. And by the way, this is totally going to happen again. and It's going to end in your death or Voldemort's death at your hand. One of the two. Have a good summer. Like it's. (laughs) (laughs) Harry says that the prophecy smashed when he was trying to help Neville. And Dumbledore's just like, yeah, but that was just a copy of it. The person who heard the prophecy can absolutely recall the whole thing perfectly. And I love this because Harry's just like, who heard the prophecy, Dumbledore? (laughs) (laughs) Chapter 38, The Second War Begins. In the U.S. version, Corny Fudge gives a statement that he who must not be named has returned to this country and is active once more. The U.K. version says he is once more active. Syntax dixed. Easy for you to say. <laughs> or not. <laughs> when Nazi von Douchebag II and his cronies look stricken by Voldemort's name, Harry wonders what the matter is and points out that he's your dad's mate in the U.S. version and a mate of your dad in the U.K. version. I wouldn't have gotten that. I would not have understood. I know. So confusing. Good thing they fixed that one. Thanks, Carl over at Scholastic. Good job keeping your job. What we call the end-of-term feast in the U.S. version is also called the end-of-term leaving feast or just the leaving feast in the U.K. version. Which was our trivia question. Yep. Also, in the note that Sirius wrote Harry about the two-way mirror, in the U.S. version, he tells him that he has the other, while in the U.K. version, he has the other of the pair. Oh, they got some scrabble points on that one. They did. I think I like the other of the pair better because it makes it make more sense. Sense. Like, I know it makes sense in the U.S. version, but then you have that vision of there's two mirrors. It's a two-way mirror. Therefore, there's a pair. Correct. More specific. Logically, it makes sense either way, but... Yeah. And finally, we come to the last difference of the book. When several members of the DA come to Harry's rescue, when Malfoy, Crabbe, and Goyle attempt to attack him on the train, the three Slytherins end up looking like three gigantic slugs squeezed into Hogwarts uniforms, as described in the U.S. version. The U.K. version is very similar, but says squeezed into Hogwarts uniform without the S. Sure. 
It anyway. makes it sound like the three slugs are squeezed into one uniform. Yeah. I wonder if that's what maybe she intended, though. That would be kind of funny, visually. Yeah, but it doesn't make sense, because are they getting them naked and putting them into one uniform? No. Magic. So. Magic. Their uniforms are molding into one giant uniform. Ah, yes. Sure. sure. Ah, yes, the human slug. The human slugapede. Gross. How about we just move on from this? Yeah, and we'll sluggishly take our way into our favorite moments. Oh, that was unnecessary. I'm hilarious. It's better than, I guess, sliming our way into our favorite moments. <laughs> it's all bad. It's all bad. All of it, there's so much wrong. Dun, dun, None dun. right. None right. What? How can the three of us be wrong? The three of us are very wrong. <laughs> But speaking of the clip-clopping sound, this is the point where Ron mentions that. He says that she shows signs of life if you make a clip-clopping sound and then demonstrates going with his tongue. And Pepto Bitchmall just sits bolt upright and looks around wildly. So yeah, like you said, that is definitely kind of a sign of PTSD. Not kind of, that is a sign of PTSD. Hopefully she gets herself some therapy. No, because there's no therapy in the wizarding world. That's fair. You don't ever want to have to tell your friend something bad news-esque like that. So guess what, guys? Either I have to kill Voldemort or he's going to kill me. Have a good summer. Bye, friends. (laughs) It's about how that goes. And he takes one look at them and says that Goyle's mom will be pleased since he looks loads better. Burn. That's not really nice because the guy that played Goyle is actually pretty attractive. Oh, uh, yeah, and he only got more so as he got older. Correct. He had a nice glow up there. Mm-hmm. Not quite neveling. Do we call it neveling or do we call it long bottoming or do we call it Matthewing or do we call it. I don't know. I just like the idea of saying he neveled up. I'm here for neveled up. Yeah. <laughs> Harry thanks the others for saving him and then goes back with Ron where he buys. A very large pile of cauldron cakes and pumpkin pasties. Do they serve real food on this cart? Because y'all. No, it is absolutely let's sugar the shit up out of these kids and then send them back with their parents. And I'm here for it. Stop being grandparents. (laughs) And Neville is stroking his Mimulus Mimbletonia, which has gotten bigger throughout the school year. I feel like that's a euphemism. Awkward. So his Mimulus Mimbletonia neveled up, too. Woo! (laughs) And then there's a little bit of information in here about how Petunia literally has to close her eyes because she can't stand the sight of Tonks' pink hair. Well, that's the most conservative thing I've ever heard. Calm down. (laughs) But anyway, this is officially the end of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. We've talked about every chapter. We've talked about every movie scene. And now we've compared and contrasted the UK and US versions of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, which means we can move on to our Potter pondering. We can. And it is, what were some of your favorite moments from our episodes covering Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix and your favorite moments of the story in general? But really, it's more about us. Tell us what you liked about us. What did what did you like? We liked a lot of stuff, but what did you guys like? Because we want to hear it because, you know... Tell me I look pretty. 
to be fair, if you do tell us your favorite moments, we can make more favorite moments for you. So See, that is a thing that we can do. And if you need to and if you feel the need to tell us where we suck, we can try and make that better too. But tell us you love us. All the love. I'm here for some constructive criticism. I don't mind constructive criticism. We've had a few people reach out to us over the we years have. that have been like, hey, this was a little off. And we were like, you know what? That's correct. We'll Our bad. That, we right? will fix that. Okay. Yeah, we try to learn and grow as people. But also, like, tell me I'm pretty. Just You're pretty. Oh. You're pretty. <laughs> you guys. So if you want to tell Katie she's pretty, find the post on our Facebook page and share your thoughts. Or call us at 216-526-6792 and leave your response as a voicemail. Make sure you start off telling us your name and then go into your answer. Don't forget you can also stitch your response on TikTok. We really look forward to reading, hearing, and seeing them. We don't have a sorting hat story this week, but we do have a wizarding word. Like we mentioned previously, we are going to be throwing a Harry Potter fundraiser, raising money for Camp Lilac, which is an Ohio summer camp for trans and gender non-conforming youth. This event will include a trivia competition, a costume contest, a raffle, and a live Potterheads of History podcast episode on Friday, September 29th. Stay tuned for more information. Yeah, you'll be able to find that on our social medias, and you are going to hear us talk about it in pretty much every episode that's coming out up to the event. It's going to be our wizarding word until we make it to the actual extravaganza. We do have a second wizarding word, so I'm going to turn it over to Katie. Yeah, so y'all have noticed I haven't been around much. Despite how fun these episodes have been to record with Ellen and Carly, I am going to be continuing my time away, and I'll keep coming back for episodes here and there, probably, but I am leaving everyone in the very capable hands, much more capable than were my own, of Ellen and Carly, and they're going to do a great job, and they already are doing a great job, so it works out very nicely that way, but things are just a little too crazy for me, and I have to make the step back, and take care of myself and my mental health. Hogwarts will always be there to welcome you home. But it's not for Fox's sake without you. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, it, it is. is. <laughs> <laughs> In a very literal sense, it still is. We're not changing the name again. So. It's definitely not going to be the same. And we're going to miss you going forward. I mean, maybe I'll call in a pondering here and there just to oh, fuck please, with you guys. Do. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Knows? Moving on. This week's trivia question is, how does the portrait generally start announcements that the wizarding minister is on his way? The first one who responds with the correct answer and the code word hashtag frog like man will get a sticker. Another way to get a sticker is to rate and review us through iTunes. If you don't have an Apple account, then you can write us a recommendation on our Facebook page. Make sure to email us at forfoxsakepodcast at gmail.com to let us know you did, and we will get back to you to figure out which sticker you want and where to send it. Don't forget to find us and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Threads, TikTok, and Twitter at foxsakepod. Following us on Podbean at foxsakepod.podbean.com will get you the episode as early as possible and give you a leg up in answering the trivia question. You can also go to our website at ForFoxSakePodcast.com to check out our For Fox Sake and Harry Potter related merchandise for sale. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel where we post our weekly podcast episodes, cooking show episodes, vlogs, 
bloopers, and other random videos. We have a bit of a backlog on episodes, but we hope to get caught up this summer. If you would like to support us as a patron, you can sign up on patreon.com slash foxsakepod. $2 and up a month will get you some awesome perks, like for Fox Sake swag, access to our Discord channel, chats, virtual hangouts, and more. We also want to give a very special thank you to Megan, Dave, Jackson, and Ashley, who helped us collect our favorite moment clips to put into these three episodes. So thank you so much for your help. We could not, literally could not have done it without you. Yes. Good choices, too. A lot of me. I liked that. That was well done. I mean, the majority of these episodes were half you, so. <laughs> I know. That's that's why they picked good. <laughs> I don't know. We already touched on it a little bit, but I really am going to miss recording with you, Katie. You brought a very unique sense of humor <laughs> to the podcast and I always loved feeding off of your energy. And just a side note, cause I started as a listener, just really thanks for keeping me interested in the podcast. Both of you Aww. kept me interested in the podcast, but adding that humor definitely stayed there. Shucks. You're I'm, welcome. Probably wouldn't be in Klee if it wasn't for you two. Definitely not for if it wasn't for Ellen. The city should absolutely pay me a stipend for every person that I convinced to move here. They really should. So move to Cleveland. Or, you know, at least travel here so you can come to our event at the end of September. Mm -hmm. Or move here. Or, if you can't do any of that, just join us next week when we start Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. With the first half of Chapter 1, the other minister and the... Hardly corresponding film scenes. I mean, there's hardly film scenes. The yeah. WB logo is the film scene. <laughs> Pretty much. Y'all enjoy that. Thanks for listening. Hope you hear us again. I'm Carly. I'm Katie. I'm Ellen. And we are... For, for Fox, Fox Sake. sake.